Welcome to this week's 5-Minute Rashi, coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. Before we visit Rashi's comment on this week's Parsha of Mishpatim, I want to go back to the Parsha of Tolodot. In Bereshit Perak Hafhei, Pasuk Lamad Aleph and Lamad Bet, we read that Yaakov wanted to buy from his elder brother Esau the Bechora, the right of the firstborn. Many of the Mephoshim ask, what exactly was this right? What exactly did it entitle Yaakov to do if he was able to buy it? Says Rashi, we're talking about the Avoda, the divine service, the right to offer sacrifices to Hashem, which was at that time given to the firstborns. It was this that Yaakov wanted to take over from Esau. Now the question can be asked, was this something theoretical or actual? Was it actually the case that the firstborns offered the sacrifices to Hashem? The answer to that can be found in this week's parsha in Mishpatim. At the end of the Sedra, after a long list of laws and dinim, we find that there was a ceremony that accompanied the Bnei Israel's acceptance of the Brit, of the covenant that was exemplified by the giving and the receiving of the Torah. In Perakaf Dalad of Shemot Pasuk Hay, we read that Moshe Vayishlached Na'arei Bnei Yisrael, he sent the, literally the lads, the young men of the Bnei Yisrael, V'ya'alu olot v'yizbachu zavachim, and they offered burnt offerings and sacrifices. Rashi asks, who were these young men? What sense does it make to say that Moshe sent Na'arim, lads, to do these sacrifices? Rashi there says, Na'arim is the Bechorot, the firstborns. There's a similar comment of Rashi in last week's parasha. There we're told in Perak Yutet, Pasuk Kaf Bet, that the Kohanim who want to draw near to Hashem have to sanctify themselves. This was at the preparation for Matan Torah. But there's a question, who were these Kohanim? Because at the time of Matan Torah, before the Mishkan, the sanctuary was built, we know of no Kohanim. So Rashi says there the Kohanim were the Bechorot, Shah'avodah Bahem because the divine service was performed by them. So we can see from Rashi, from this comment in last week's parasha and in this week's parasha, that there really was a time in Jewish history when it was the Bechorim who served in the, at the altar who offered the sacrifices. And this is consistent with Rashi's comment in Bamidba Perit Gimel Pasuk Yud Bet, which describes the selection of the Levim, the Levites, to be the guardians of the Mishkan. Says Rashi, originally this job of the Avoda, of the divine service, was with the Bechorot, but when they, that is the firstborns, along with everybody else, sinned at the time of the golden calf, they were made ineligible for this special role. And says Rashi, at that point, the Levim, who did not serve idols at the time of the golden calf, they were selected instead of the Bechorot. So according to Rashi, we understand that before the Egel, before the golden calf, the service was performed by the firstborns. After the golden calf, the firstborns lost that special role. Now this leads the Maharal in the Gur'arie to ask a question. Why then were the Kohanim selected for special garments as we read in Pasha Tetzavah, which is before the episode of the golden calf. 
If it was before the golden calf, then the Bechorim, the firstborns, were still the ones doing the Avodah. Why did the Kohanim, i.e. Aaron and his sons, needed to be selected for a special role and special garments as described in Pasha Tetzaveh? So the Maharal says the easy answer is to say, as Rashi does, that in fact the Sedrot are out of order and the Pasha Tetzaveh actually comes after the sin of the golden calf when the firstborns already been dispersed. But says the Maharal, we can even answer this question if we assume that the instructions for the Mishkan were given before the sin of the golden calf. And he suggests that in the Mishkan, the Bechorim still had a role, but their role was like the Levim, to be guardians of the Mishkan. But in the Mishkan, unlike before the Mishkan was built, i.e. at Har Sinai, in the Mishkan, the Kohanim, Aaron and his sons, they were elevated without displacing the Levim, but the Kohanim, Aaron and his sons, were elevated to the role of serving Hashem and providing the Avodah inside the Mishkan. And so this implies that there was a time, or at least there could have been a time, when the Kohanim, i.e. the people we know as Kohanim, and the Bechorim coexisted. However, the, the Kohanim would perform the primary role, and the, Kohanim, the Bechorah, the firstborns, would have performed the secondary role. In conclusion, it's worth reflecting on what life would have been like had the Jews not sinned and had the Bechorim, the firstborns, still been the ones to perform the services in the Bet Mikdash. What it would have meant was that every single family had a representative serving in the temple. Every person was either a firstborn themselves or a sibling of a firstborn, and they would feel much more connected to what was going on in the Bet Mikdash if their own representative, their own elder brother or their own eldest son was there serving on their behalf. What we see from Rashi is that, in a sense, regrettably, things changed at the time of the Egel, and therefore the right to serve in the Bet Mikdash was taken away from a representative of every family and was given to one particular tribe, the Levium, and one sub-tribe, that is the Karnim, instead of the Bechorim. But prior to that time, prior to that displacement, when, according to Rashi, there was a time when the Bechorim, when the firstborns were serving and were offering the sacrifices on behalf of their families, on behalf of all of Israel, then every single person in the Jewish people had that close connection to the divine service. That would have been a fulfillment of Hashem's promise in Perigyotet, Pasuk Vav, Vatem Tehiyulim Amlechet Koanim Vagoy Kadosh. You will all be not just a holy nation, but a kingdom of Kohanim. That was the ideal. Alas, we are no longer on that level. We have to work harder to recreate that connection to the divine service. Shabbat Shalom.